Hi everyone. In this episode, we're going to talk about direct marketing. This is a concept that's been around a long time. It's a key component of any marketing slash promotional strategy. It has gotten a bad rap over the years. Um, some reasons are legit. Some reasons maybe not so much. And so. Uh, we'll talk about this. Um, so first off, direct marketing is just attempts that companies make to market directly to the individual. So instead of putting an advertisement on TV that is going to reach um, you know, a million people or an internet uh, advertisement that is going to reach X number of people in a target segment, this is kind of one-to-one. -one. So it generally starts with some sort of mailing list with addresses or email addresses or uh, phone numbers and you make some attempt to influence them. There are some exceptions to this one-to-one, -one, uh, but it typically is um, arranged in that particular way. So kind of the oldest kind of popular direct marketing technique is um, stems from the catalog. So just the catalog itself is a direct marketing tactic. Um, if you're old enough to remember the days of actually purchasing from catalogs you know they'd send you one in the mail and you would go through and you would identify items you want and then you would pick up the phone and you would call and place an order and it would show up so uh, they have your your name and your address from someplace um, and they have sent you a catalog so they're directly marketing to you okay um, so it's valuable, it's important, it works. Maybe not so much magazines anymore, but, this, but the whole idea of direct marketing still works. It has three uh, purposes. It helps con uh, close sales with customers. It helps you identify potential prospects or potential customers. Um, it's also used to build brand loyalty. So once you have a customer and you have their information, you can try to cross-sell, upsell, reward them, do things to kind of build uh, brand loyalty and you know um, advocacy and those types of things. So the history of direct marketing goes way back. You don't have direct marketing without um, print and so if we could talk about Gutenberg preventing or not preventing inventing the movable type uh, Benjamin Franklin kind of is seen as the um, father of catalogs he did this way back when um, and then in the early 1800s the company Montgomery Ward came to be and they were a catalog company and there are others like this like service merchandise um, where quite simply they'd send you a catalog and you could even go into the store and purchase things. Um, uh, again, you may be old enough to remember the Sears catalog or the J.C. Penney catalog that that um, um, you know served that particular purpose. Okay, uh, and it just grew from there. And um, at some point, it started to to uh, fade out because of the internet, right? So uh, the internet has certainly changed things. It has made it more popular in lots of ways. Um, not only do we have, um, you know, customer and prospect names and mailing addresses and phone numbers, but now we can have email addresses, okay? Um, so it's, conven it's convenient. We can uh, directly uh, reach 
an individual customer. Okay, um, so that's great. It's also popular because of the internet. Like I said, the internet has you know changed everything, and so that's really great. Um, it's also very popular now because of the ability to track performance. So you send a catalog to someone and they never place an order, then you know you can mark that down as a, a failure, and the next person that does get a catalog, they purchase something, that's a success. So you can track lots of things, either offline or online, and that kind of adds something that, say, traditional advertising doesn't. And I'm talking about offline advertising is this idea that you can't really track offline advertising very well, but offline direct marketing, you can do a better job of that. Okay. Direct marketing stems from what we call database marketing. And database marketing is just this idea that you have a mailing list in a database that serves um, your needs in this particular area. Okay, so the list can be of customers, it can be of clients, it can be of former customers, it can be lots of things. And so you can use this information to build relationships um, if we're talking about uh, existing customers. So you have a sales list. Um, if you're able to gather their names and addresses, email addresses, phone numbers, you can um, link that to purchases and have a good idea of who buys what and when. And that uh, leads to you know some pretty efficient uh, database and direct marketing. Um, you think about the loyalty cards that you have for, say, Kroger or um, any other supermarket, you know, they they use that for direct marketing purposes. They gather information about you and your your behavioral activity in terms of purchasing and when you shop, and they can use that to customize some sort of mailer that they send to you that's unique to you. Um, and those run off what we call internal lists. Um, you can also create or purchase external lists, and an external list is a list that. Um, is of customer uh, prospects, the you know individuals that aren't customers at this point in time. If you can uh, market to them and they buy something, then they become customers and they would move from the external list uh, to the internal list. Okay, so um, you can you know use especially the internal lists to. Um, you know, Again, glean insights about customers and about particular customer groups. Uh, you can also, as you go through time, uh, add other things. If you learn more about psychographics or demographics, you can add that stuff to that internal list and enhance it. Um, I used to work for a company where we did a lot of analysis of our customers in our database for database marketing purposes, and we would specify uh, the status of a customer based on the last time they made a purchase. And so basically if their last purchase was more than 90 days ago, uh, they were considered an inactive customer and were treated differently than those who had purchased in the last 90 days, which were called active customers. So it allowed us to directly reach out to those who had become inactive to try to reactivate them to continue the relationship and hopefully from there try to build uh, some loyalty. So, um, you know, you can use a database uh, to do what we call a recency, frequency, and monetary analysis. 
You can look at who your most valuable customers are, who your most frequent customers are, and from that you can design marketing activities. You can send them coupons, offer them discounts. Uh, thank you letters even work really well, as crazy as that sounds. Um, you know, loyalty programs, you know, can be used to do this as well. Um, once you have this information, I've already mentioned cross-selling, but that's still absolutely a possibility. Uh, and just the insights that you gain you know, can help you in attracting new customers. You know, you know that, um, say, your hardware store, and you know that uh, hammers are purchased normally on Saturdays by people who have an income over X level. That can be a target group. That's an overly simplified example, but that's kind of how you can use it. That's kind of how it goes. Okay. Big challenge with database marketing in today's world is privacy. You know, are, are customers willing to allow you to market to them? Are they willing to give you their information so they can go into your databases? And so you have to um, be careful with that. And if you don't get permission for things like that, you can you can uh, get into some big time issues nowadays. Um, three major types of direct marketing in today's world. Well, I guess two of them are major. One of them is kind of going away. Uh, we've talked about catalogs already, but just direct mail. You know, mail that shows up in your mail mailbox from the USPS. That is a direct marketing technique. Uh, it is somewhat targeted. Uh, we call it junk mail a lot, right? We don't necessarily like it, but believe it or not, it does work. Um, and so companies use it for sure. Um, telemarketing is the one that I mentioned is kind of going away. Uh, companies can still telemarket to you, but you have the right to opt out of their list. Um, so it's uh, it has its challenges now, for sure. Um, you know, before the do not the national do not call list came to be, um, you know, you would routinely get you know calls from marketers generally right as you were sitting down for dinner because they knew you were home so uh, it was really uh, a little you know a significant invasion of privacy was a big problem so um, but that doesn't exist as much anymore uh, companies can still telemarket to you if you're on the do not call list they're not supposed to unless it's for political reasons or charity or you are an existing customer of theirs I believe okay um, the third kind of major type of uh, direct marketing is email marketing. Again, very popular, very effective. Uh, we can all get annoyed by it. Uh, but we are in a very good period in terms of email marketing related to the Wild West that used to be before the CAN-SPAM Act. So the CAN-SPAM Act specifies um, a bunch of rights for consumers. You know, you can't... Um, you can't market to consumers via email unless you have their permission or they have a way to quickly unsubscribe. And um, you, you have to use an identifiable return email address. Uh, and there's a couple other, a couple other um, restrictions in there. But before that existed, you could get emails from anything and everything. Spam filters weren't very, weren't very savvy. Um, and it was hard to remove your name from those particular lists. So we're in a much better place uh, than we used to be, uh, for sure. Okay. 
Um, if we use direct marketing trying to garner a, an immediate response from consumers, it's what we call direct response advertising. Okay, so a catalog is an example of direct response advertising. Uh, all these, I guess, we could say to some degree are, but just know another way to, to, to describe it is direct response advertising. Um, it's um, we can think of it now in kind of synonymous with internet advertising because it's very easy for consumers to click on an ad, go to a website, you know, get a get an online coupon uh, or whatever. Okay, but um, you know, offline advertising, offline media above and beyond uh, catalogs such as just newspapers, magazines, radio where you place an ad. We could also consider those direct response if you're giving them some sort of 800 number or some sort of web address to go to. So we um, uh, don't need to necessarily draw a big distinction between the, the terms direct marketing and direct response advertising. They're, they're fairly similar. So just want to know that you may hear it called that as opposed to um, direct marketing. We also have the infomercial, which again, not as novel as it used to be, not as popular as it used to be, but it still absolutely positively exists. Uh, if you're watching late night TV, maybe you've got insomnia, you may come across these, okay? And we even have channels that are 100% 24-7 infomercials, uh, QVC, um, sh Home Shopping Network, those things, and so they exist because people actually use them. So uh, in sum, you know, direct marketing is good. It's controversial because of the, the privacy issue and the uh, sharing of information. Uh, but do know that uh, it still is effective and it absolutely should be part of any company's uh, marketing strategy. That's all I've got. So uh, have a wonderful day. If you have questions, let me know. Thanks.